Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful, whole living. It's 360 degree. That means working with, being willing to be open and embracing all of life. And at the time of this recording, with so many things going on globally and particularly what's happening in, in Israel and right now, after October 7th and just a number of things that have been in my space about oh yeah just a feeling a feeling for so many people on both sides and for the civilians and for the pain and the tragedy and just holding space for a way forward that's beyond beyond comparisons of suffering and, and rightness and wrongness and condemning and condoning and and more is seeking to really deeply, deeply just understand that everybody has their pain and their story and their background and their circumstance and not for condoning but just more out of a deep understanding a more an understanding that, that takes one to a place beyond words. And I really want to find out more about, you know, South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission that ran at the early stages. I don't know if it was after the 1994 elections and how long it ran for. It's definitely something I want to find out more about. But it's like when there is deep, sacred listening and witnessing without without a run to yes but or to come with a counter argument and it's just for deep presence and witnessing of the other something magical happens and I actually feel there's, there's a tremendous power in the vulnerability of not knowing of not knowing the way forward because sometimes I look at this and I I feel so much for so many people on all sides. And I feel like the, the end, you can never, if you, if you get stuck in the cycle of comparing the degrees of suffering and all the validations and the motivations, and the, it just doesn't end. It's like this endless fueling. And it needs to come from something beyond that that just has, that needs to stop. Not that it's not, not to be heard, but it's like when there's a deep hearing and witnessing, it almost it, something happens. I've been in situations of like where there's been conflict. I know it's a totally different situation, but like I remember once being on a when I was married on a couple's weekend, and it was around Imago style of communication, and. There were volunteers asked, and a couple came forward who had an issue that they were not settled on. And you could feel, you could feel the dissonance. You could, energetically, it was palpable in the room. And they went through the technique of just one of the people, one party, deeply, deeply just listening to the other person. Not with a yes, but, not with a, but just genuinely understanding from that person's point of view what the experience has been. And you know, even though there wasn't necessarily clarity on a way forward. Energetically, there was a difference. There was a palpable feeling of the room, of potential and okayness, even though 
It wasn't crystal clear the way forward. And I think there's actually a tremendous power in not knowing, not knowing where do we go from here because it allows for humility and an openness for the potential for possibility of a way forward that's new, that's been birthed, that's not familiar to come forward. And just some of the things that really have been coming up for me is how I know people who've worked with animals, like rescue traumatized animals. And, you know, animals can get very aggressive when they're pushed and poked and provoked and prodded. And equally, when people are in extreme situations over prolonged periods of time where they feel so hopeless, it's not to condone behavior, but it's more like just a deep sense of understanding of when someone feels like they have no other way. And when animals are rescued that have been traumatized, they don't just trust overnight. It takes time and it takes love and it takes patience and it takes a seeing the potential of reconnecting to the goodness, the love that, that within that animal and even with the people seeing, believing in the power of a person, even when they don't see it for themselves. I remember the movie of um, Freedom Writers with Hilary Swank based on a true story of a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed young teacher who got assigned to a really difficult, challenging school in America with, I think it was, it was drugs, gangs, violence. The kids didn't even get school books because they felt that they weren't worth receiving books they didn't look after them. That books were photocopied and they just got like a photostatted, photocopied pile of notes stapled was the book. And this teacher saw, she saw more in her pupils. She got, she got other uh, part-time work to earn money, to actually buy with her own money books. Because she saw in these kids something they didn't even see themselves. And it's like with those tuning forks, when a tuning fork goes off, it doesn't have to even touch, but any other thing that resonates on that note will start to vibrate. And it's like if there's someone that can still hold a light and still hold a resonance for the potential for love and for goodness and for making sound, healthy, kind, compassionate choices, then that can invoke it within the other person, even when they can't see it within themselves. And another story that came to mind for me was the story of Amy Beale with an American student who, in around 1993, was in South Africa. She just believed so much in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and the power of it, she was working with the ANC on the new constitution on women's rights. And she was stoned and stabbed to death in a political mob violence by four young men who were put on trial and convicted for her murder and sentenced to 18 years. And after five years, they applied to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission for Amnesty. And Amy's parents, Amy's parents, They were invited to participate in the Truth and Reconciliation hearings. And they participated. They showed up in memory of their daughter and her belief in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, in the potential for South Africa. 
And they could have been hooked on retribution and vengeance. But they chose a different path. They chose a path of compassion and forgiveness. And they actually backed the request for amnesty for these young men. And two of these young men were so humbled by the act of forgiveness that they wanted to dedicate themselves to the development of underprivileged youth. And they reached out to Amy Beale's parents, who, in honor of their daughter, created a foundation that for the past three decades has worked to provide opportunities for skills and programs and things for youth in challenging and vulnerable environments. And I wanted to just find here, because it is so beautiful, here, on the mission statement of the website, is to provide a safe environment in challenged and vulnerable communities where children can be developed into well-rounded youths who will make positive life choices and become contributing members of their society. So this isn't this is by example of other people who've chosen and shown that there are other ways. And just the last thread that also came through for me quite strongly is, you know, it's two threads. The one, like when parents are getting divorced and they may have kids and they really want to focus on knowing to keep it as amicable as possible for the sake of the kids, sometimes just they're so emotionally triggered that they need. That's why like a mediator, a third party, someone impartial is so important. Because when one is really wounded and in pain and in trauma, it's very difficult sometimes to hear another person or to make healthy, sound decisions. And sometimes, yes, time is of the essence so important, it's so important that no matter how devastating someone may feel in a victim place at the hands of a perpetrator, not that it, in that place of such agony to motivate and inspire becoming the perpetrator, because then we get nowhere, we get absolutely nowhere. And the other thing also that came up for me was around you know, I remember coming across a couple that specialized in, in working with couples who'd had affairs. And it's this responsibility that there as well, in one sense, you can get into the victim-perpetrator dynamic, you know, where there's someone who cheated, so someone's the victim, someone's the perpetrator. And, but to see beyond that and to take responsibility for the fact that both parties co-created an environment which was the fertile ground for that to transpire. It's not about blame. It's not. It's just about taking mutual responsibility for the co-creation of an environment and a space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is just a shift. It's a very, very big shift. And that it's not about a competition of suffering. So yes, if we can be led by the inspiring examples of those those who've been through really traumatic, tragic circumstances and have chosen chosen to still see 
and believe in the power of love to transform and to heal, to see the potential for others to develop into contributing members of society, to hold those flames. Not that it's an easy path, but it definitely feels like a rewarding, tremendously rewarding. Just to see things, see the potential what the world can be and to be inspired by those who are setting that example that it is possible it is possible mm. and please God to reframe and to see and understand that hurt people hurt people and that desperate oh actions yeah, just to hold space for understanding that there's really deep, deep calls for help. Just to realize that we co-create the situation. And for all of us, even on individual levels, I was chatting to a friend and talking about the importance of just noticing my own judgments and situations. And there are times when I say, oh, but I don't understand how. If I don't understand how, it means I'm holding a judgment of something being acceptable, something else being not. And I don't understand how someone else can't see it. And just to remember, therefore, by the grace of God, go I and to let go. I don't understand. I don't understand the bigger picture. To welcome in a spirit of humility. Oh, so I know a lot going on here and wishing you happy. Oh, wholesome, fulfilling, embracing of all adventure and precious art. Mm-hmm.